welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. We love a link tree because it's got all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. We've got a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes available in a variety of styles. Another link has all the platforms you can listen to the podcast plus links to PayPal, Venmo, and Buy Me a Coffee should you feel the desire to tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram threads and TikTok at michaelblocktalk and on Twitter slash x at blocktalknyc for all the latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's a Rusical, a Rusical. The queens are alive with the sound of Rusic, but not all of them could handle the do re mis. So who won the Drag Race equivalent of a Tony? It's time to talk all things Drag Race 16. And joining me is a queen who always has a song in her heart. It's Nicole Anoscopy. How are you? Hey, hey, hey. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, You're a theater queen, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's been a few years for me, but you, you never get rid of the theater in you. Do you remember what your first Broadway musicale was? Ooh, I saw Peter and the Starcatcher. That may have been off Broadway, mm -hmm. but uh, okay, okay. I mean, it was off and on Broadway. Um, okay, I, I saw them both. I think I saw it at New World Stages. So I guess that's off, okay. right? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but probably Wicked was the first mm -hmm. official Broadway musical I ever saw. Um, do you remember who was in it? Oh my God, I'm a bad gay person. Wow. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. I, want I to say saw Megan Wicked. Hilty. Okay. Megan Hilty. So that would have been round two. So the second cast, I believe she was in the second cast. Who knows? Wow. Um, Take my gay card I away. I saw the original cast and then I saw it again um, with the neck brace. So I did get to see Kristen Chenoweth when she had the neck brace. And uh, wow, Ooh. popular was a very different staging. <laughs> Sad I missed it. And I saw it like that. Yeah, I think I've seen it like three times, and I also got to see it once uh, from the stage manager booth because I was shadowing the stage manager. So that was a real fun experience because cool. that was one night where the um, the wizard head did not come off stage, so they had Whoops. to stop stop the show. Yeah, so much fun, so much fun. <laughs> All right, as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an MGM podcast. We are discussing reality television characters as presented to us, reality production. We are showing the editing when the television show wants to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, the real people, they give an opportunity to go on television and share the craft, but they've also put themselves to be discussed with us in the podcast and run the to discuss reality in the show. And I just want to remind people, whatever I say in this episode, it's all because I'm a critic and I'm critiquing. So if you get mad at something I say. Absolutely. We've dealt some of these girly, so it's not personal. It's not personal, but it's, it's what totally we were presented personal. with on television. Yeah. Um. Overall, if you could sum up Drag Race season sixteen in a single word, what word would you use? Goofy. Goofy. Okay. Okay. I feel like this cast is not taking it too seriously, and we need that. Yeah. Yeah. It well, we're gonna funny. talk. Yeah, we're going to talk about the fun, laughs, and good times. Let's begin. Room, room out. Uh, La diva must. Latina is gone. Maya will try to read Spanish on the mirror message, but it is just as bad as if I tried. So All I, I go with you, girl. <laughs> the Queen of Flips is reminded by the girls why she is known as that. 
Do you think the others are freaking out about going up against Maya? I I would be terrified personally, but uh, there's only so many times you can show the same trick before it starts to lose its magic. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, and obviously this is a little more personal for the two of us when I ask you this question. Maya, Queen of Flips, does the tricks, and oh my god, it's the best thing in the world since sliced bread. Jax, Queen of Flips, does it, and RuPaul's like, get out of my house. Why? I don't know. I'll never understand. Okay, okay, I'm just, just saying. Um, I, I, I think Ru has favorites, and, and maybe Ru is like, okay, she has lots of followers on the TikTok, so maybe that's why we want I think her. she likes the braces. Yeah, she, she finds them charming. She loves the braces. All right, Plasma, as a member of the former Winter Circle, welcomes Q to the Winter Circle. No more Jan face cracking up in here. <laughs> She's feeling good and jovial. But Plain Jane will ask if it's time to start checking the scoreboard. Oh, and it will be the winless Dawn who says not yet. She has now taken the Q moniker of not being a winner and will fight to snatch a victory. Dawn believes her look was fashion and should have been her moment, calling out Q's look as a fairy costume. Okay. But leave it to her sister Megami to call her Buzz Lightyear. Um, that's the Megami we all know. Absolutely. Dawn. We're going to talk about Dawn a lot, especially during Untuck, because I'm not sure that I quite understand the character of Dawn. Is she a nice person? Is she a mean person? Or is she just a pretty twink? I think she's just a drag queen. Yeah. Um, she is getting away with murder. And I love it. Yeah. Plain Jane will remind us that she's the only one who has an immunity potion left. Safira was in her head, and to quiet the voices, she did what she needed to do. Now she has to turn it every time. And you know what? She, she, she can. Um, are we getting a vulnerability redemption arc from Miss Safira Crystal? I'm not feeling it yet. Okay. I think she still had a great showing. She faltered a little bit. Mm -hmm. But no, I don't think there's too many cracks there. Now, you are familiar with the work of Miss Safira Crystal. Absolutely. Um, if you could describe Safira in one word, how would you describe her? Perfect. Perfect? Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Now, Q says it's time to start weeding out the people without points on the scoreboard. Morphine, Tsunami, and Dawn have no wins. And she will say Megami has a quarter win. Um, and the discrediting is already happening. We're going to talk about Megami a lot this episode because obviously we know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. What is it about Megami in this workroom that's just not connecting with the other girls? She is so quiet and I have never known her to be so quiet. Correct. She always has something to say in the real world. So I don't know why Correct. she's so nervous. Yeah. It's insane. It's really it wild to watch. Mm-hmm. How important is track record on this show? Oh, I think it's super important. It is a game mm -hmm. after all. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm the one at the end who wants the winner to be crowned based on the wins and the... Okay. So to me, personally, it's very important. Does Rue have the wiki open to like see the point totals? Or do you think Rue is just an emotionally driven judge? I think Rue keeps track. So you think Rue knows what happened the week before? I do think so. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, it's just very interesting. I mean, obviously, this episode is not going to go by track record, um, mm-hmm. but it, it, it's always just fascinating to see how the girls are so in tune to track record and the judges never make mention of it. Uh, maybe that's on purpose, but it's almost like it's now ingrained in us as viewers that track record is the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should put a scoreboard at the bottom. They really should. All right, it's a new day, and Banana is being carried in by Plain Jane. Um, did not know she had that much muscle. Good for her. Yeah. It's week seven, and now is the time Morphine will mention that Maya has braces. Has she been that self-absorbed that she hasn't noticed? Why was that in the edit? I think that was the first thing we all noticed in that promo. It sure I, was. I don't know. I mean, listen, between her and Sandra on The Traders season two, braces are having a moment on reality Yes, television. they are. They are in. Trend alert. The alarm sounds and Rue's message gets Plasma all hot and bothered with references to the sound of music. Rue arrives with a giant flower eating her shoulder, but the jack and the shirt combo was a sleigh. Love that purple combo. Just maybe take that thing off. But love great. It. Oh, I great. love the flower. You know, no, no, no. Um, I guess she was really staying on theme this week. Lufa realness. Now, Rue will list the color orange murder she wrote Whitney as those are a few of her favorite things. And she also loves drag race rusicals. Um, Give me three things that are your favorite things. Oh, my. That's hard. Uh, Coffee. Mm -hmm. A stage. Uh Uh-huh. And live music. Oh, I love that. So coffee over a coffee enema, which Rue really loves, too. I've yet to try it rectally, but uh, yeah, okay. the way she talks about it, I really should get into it. It's true. Yeah. Um, for this week's Maxi Challenge, they will be prancing, lip-syncing, acting up a storm in the sound of Ruzik. Now, Plasma loves the sound of music and says it's Julie Andrews' most iconic role ever. Meanwhile, Mary Poppins said, fuck my drag. Yeah, it's Mary for me. It's Mary for me, too. Yeah. Um... Did she just say that? Do you think she believes it? I think she is aware that she's on TV and she's gotta gotta play into it a little bit. Okay, okay. Um, I'm a little worried for her, but if, if that's the direction she wants to go, that's fine. But um, do you have a favorite song from The Sound of Music? Oh, I love Edelweiss. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I said it why i i just think it's a lovely little melody um okay and and i'm always a sucker for a daddy in a musical yeah you are um have you ever auditioned for the sound of music i was in callbacks for rolf a handful of times Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i'm one of my favorite people on the planet um i have no idea where he is he's a little bit m.i.a right now um robbie rice has uh been touring um asia in the sound of music oh wow he might be dead right now i don't know he has not responded to me in a very long time well let's hope um but you god damn it like that boy should be my husband i'm just saying it (laughs) should be my husband speaking of husbands dawn i had a little crush on this little twink such a cutie but she will now come for me directly when she says she hates musical theater. And then we'll come for all the people who are fans of it. Uh, internet, please roast her. You know what, though? She's not wrong. We okay. are all a little bit off. I am self-aware enough to know that us musical theater enthusiasts are just a little bit wacky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Were you one of those theater twinks who would stage door after seeing a show? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I have so Did many you binders. cry oh. meeting your idols? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm glad so there's one not of those a video people. of me, the, me and Laura Osnes before she came out as a big Trump supporter. Oh, I wept. Okay. Yeah. I used to love okay. That movie. Um. All right. Well, Rue is going to let them all choose the roles because chaos. They will be rehearsing with big time Hollywood director Adam Shankman. Are you a fan? Of course. And they have hair provided by Wigs and Grace because why not? They just want the Emmy Awards. Gorgeous, gorgeous wigs. Stunning. Okay. The girls get the scripts and the fight is on to pick the roles. Being cast in the right role is crucial. We have seen queens lose the game by picking the wrong role and we have seen queens select a role that they didn't want and win. What is the secret to role selecting on Drag Race? I am convinced that the writers know who they want to play each role when they're writing it. So I think you have to be self-aware enough to know what role was written for you. Okay. And I think ultimately they fell in the right places this time around. Okay. All right. Let's go through this. Plasma wants to play Mariah, which is based on the Julie Andrews part. Morphine, she wants it too. You know, the girl who didn't get any of the clues in the room message about the sound of music. She wants the lead because she's tired of being safe. There is a time and place for everything, girly. Before we get to that part, we're going to have to divvy out the other roles. Dawn wants Strudel. She has never done musical theater, but likes acting silly and Strudel is silly. Maya will ask for Sister Fister. She does not have music theater background, but she can dance. <laughs> she said music theater. She did. Why? Uh, it's fancy talk. Okay, okay. Diesel will go to Nymphia. The Baronets will go to Plain Jane and Tsunami. Z- and shocker that Plain Jane, who claims she has wrongfully been labeled as a mean girl, wants to play a mean girl. Hugh is very, very, very wanting Baroness Braun, as does Megami. So it's time to fight for your right to Baroness. Megami wants to be a main role as she hasn't gotten a chance to step out and show herself. Now, this is really the first time that we are actually seeing Megami speak out on this program. As someone who is familiar with the work of Megami, are you surprised she's taken a backseat in this room this season? Oh, absolutely. Megami, I know, would have fought for that part. Megami probably would have thrown punches. Absolutely. Is there a thing with cameras? I, I, I is, is she trying to edit herself so she doesn't come off a certain way? Because this is the episode you're going to see the Megami that I think was referenced by the queens mm-hmm. earlier in the season. I just don't know. Is it possible... That the dream of drag race is more than you realize. Like it's not just you're 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 at a bar in Astoria doing a drag competition. There are cameras, there are producers, there are lots of people in the room staring at you and listening to you. I imagine that's the case. It's wild. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to figure out who's going to play the Baroness? They're going to rock, paper, scissors for the role. My favorite sport. Would you ever do that? No. Why did they agree to do that? 
Well, I think there was no opportunity to really audition since no one was actually singing. Okay. But uh, I don't know. Just weird thing to pin your fate on. The winner is Q. She is the Baroness. If they took a vote in the room, what do you think the results would have been? I think it would have been the same. So you think potentially that Megami is just not that beloved. So she wanted to let fate decide and just obviously fate didn't love her either. I don't feel like any of the other girls are rooting for her. It's so fascinating. It's, it's so fascinating to watch. Yeah. Now we have the role of mother superior and now Megami is like, I would like to do that role too. And Safira's like, girl, you crazy. That's me. Yeah, that was written for Safira. Megami will end up obliging with Schnitzel as she believes she's a star wherever. Safira is now sharing that she actually wants to play Mariah. So we have a three-way battle for this lead role. (laughs) Playing Jane in one of the most shocking moments of her character will actually place her vote and say that she sees Plasma as the lead. And Q will say Plasma or Safira. Um... I, is it possible that plain Jane forgot the camera was on her and she was supposed to be a villain? Yeah, she got turned into a real person for a second. Crazy. Now, oh. Morphine is like, since nobody sees me as the lead, I want to win. But Plasma will come out and say that this is true to who she is and what she does. She's not backing down. This is what she came to do. Plasma says she doesn't have another role in her list. And last time they assigned roles, she was shuffled around, which is a great argument. I mean, mm-hmm. if you can remember what happened last time, you use it as a fight. Plasma yep. wants to lead and nothing else. Morphine will go for the other sister-fister part. So now it's between Plasma and Saphira, and once again, Mother will mother and take Mother Superior. She planned that, didn't she? She knew. She's so She smart. knew how to make this work. She is fighting for a crown and miscongeniality at the same time. Absolutely. The she plain Jane technique worked for Plasma. Now that the roles are divvied out, I know who you would pick, but I want to hear you say it. Who are you going to play in this musical? Mariah. Of course you would. <laughs> but I will say, I think you would be very good at the Baroness as well. That would have been my second choice for sure. If I'd known that she would have that wig, that would have been my first pick. Right? Do you think they uh, could keep them? Oh, probably not. I don't know. They should. What are they going to do with them after? Who knows? They were just so good. All right, how do you solve a problem like Mariah? Well, Plasma is about to find out. The musical is sacred to her. It's important to her as one of her high school graduation cards from her grandparents included the words to climb every mountain, which made her sob. And it's like, oh my God, she's so gay. I love this. Dawn will mock Plasma for how excited she is in the challenge. Uh, sounds like we have like a little, little bitter bitch in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the way that Dawn's being portrayed now, like she's so goofy and silly and I think it's endearing, but she's kind of like, kind of being a bitch. I remember in the initial interviews when they asked who the mean girls were, they all said Dawn and then plain, but yeah, it's coming out. Now we will learn that Maya has never seen the sound of music. Safira doesn't much remember it despite watching it when she was younger. Uh, that surprised me a little bit. I feel similarly. You don't remember it. It's a, it's like a distant memory in my head. Okay, okay. But what she does know is Hairspray, as she tells her co-stars Morphine and Maya that their nun roles are like the three girls from that musical. She wants them to have attitude. Safira has been mothering the girls all season, so Mother Superior fits her like a habit. 
see what she did there. She's very funny. Our girl. It's almost like she's won interview portion in pageants before. I think, I think maybe. Yeah, she's very good at that. Morphine is still bitching about the part as it's too short. And Syria's like, you have to just have attitude to do it. But Morphine is still bitching that she doesn't have a lead role. Did she really think she could do it or was that all for plot? I couldn't tell you. There, there's no I, way that that's for her. I'm not connecting to Morphine. There's something about Morphine that for me, I'm just not resonating with. And this was the episode where I was like, okay, girl, you just want screen time. I completely agree. Q, Tsunami, and Plain Jane are getting into their villain era with their mean girls. The Baroness is the villain of the musical, and they all feel their villain notes as they gossip about who the bitter buddies in the room are. Magami down. Uh, they they know that she is worried about fading into the background. So we cut to Megami, who is bitching to Dawn about the same shtick over and over. So we are setting up the plot for the episode. Mm-hmm. The Baronets are going to get into trouble as they stir up a little mischief. First, they go to the nuns where Morphine is like, this really fits them, to which Plain Jane says she wishes Morphine's role fit her. And there it is, in or out of character, Plain Jane is villain personified. Do you think she has any morals? Do you think she ever feels empathy? I don't know. I had Russian exchange students growing up. Mm -hmm. And they were very much the same. Mm -hmm. Some of the most horrible things to me that I've ever been told. And so I think it just is very much a cultural thing. Yeah, I I think so too. I I really would love to know how um, the Boston drag scene really feels. Yeah. So if anyone from Boston wants to give me the tea, come on the podcast. We'd love to hear it. <laughs> Tsunami wants Plain Jane's wicked comedy to wear off on her. So Plain Jane tells Safira they believe in her. So good luck, Morphine and Maya. I would punch that bitch in the throat, I think, if I were the two of them. Mm-hmm. Especially Morphine. Oh, absolutely. I, I, don't, I don't think their drag mother would be mad. I'm sure their drag mother would have done it too. Oh, absolutely. Families fight. Morphine is not here for, for Zunami's antics and will blurt out that Zunami has a little crush on Plain Jane. Would you ship that duo? No. No. I don't see random. it. A little random, yeah. Now, the Mean Girls are going to journey to our other trio. Plain Jane is antagonizing Megami from the jump by saying she didn't get the bigger roles she was vying for and then digs the knife right in and notes that this is a smaller and less noticeable role. I mean, kick her while she's down. <laughs> she's hilarious. Megami believes she's already proven herself in the girl group challenge, so she's not worried. And I still question the results of that girl group challenge. But I'm glad whatever. you feel that way. Dawn will come to the rescue and remind Plain Jane she's only in like half a song while they have three songs, but Plain Jane says that she owns her presence. Plain Jane really can teach a masterclass on being a villainous twat. Do you think she has merch that says villainous twat yet? Because she should. Oh, she must. Yeah, she's and I have make- a lot of people I'd buy it for. Oh, for sure. I want New York it. City, New York City drag scene. I think a lot of you should be villain swaps t-shirt wearers. <laughs> now people. that the mean now that the mean girls are gone, Plasma is realizing that being the lead means being in the entire show. She's got a lot of material. What is the best trick to learn a lot of material at one time? 
I think it's a thing you skill you either have or you don't. How do you learn new shit? Uh, I wait until the deadline is upon me, and then I yeah, look at do. it for the first time. Yeah, yeah, you do. That's that's, and it fun. always comes together. Q thinks Plasma can hit it out of the park, but it's also big. It's the only role she wanted, so it's time to set up the doubt before the bitch knocks it out. The queens are going to hit the main stage to work with Adam Shankman, and they get right into the choreography. Um, and Adam will give us a bit of a tease as he states that he's in a bit of a disadvantage as his assistant is right. Is right. Hmm. How are you with musical theater choreography? I could have done this. Yeah. I, am I not think a I could have done some of it. Pony and I, I, I would have felt very comfortable in that choreo. Do you have a favorite musical theater role that you have played? Oh, that's a tricky one. I love playing the Scarecrow. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. Not not Seymour? Oh, you're right. You're right. No dancing in that one. Now, Adam leads the girls in the opening number. It really seemed easy enough. I could have done it until they like put it in actual time. I was like, okay, wait, that's maybe too fast for me. A little, a little too fast. <laughs> and then suddenly the backstage curtain opens. The assistant is here. It's motherfucking Melissa McCarthy. Of all people on the planet, why didn't they get her to guest judge? I was so disappointed. What ha happened? You must be filming Little Mermaid 2 or... No, because it would have been during the writer's strike. Oh, never mind. So I want to know what ha happened. Well, shoot, um, we, were, we were robbed. We were robbed, but we'll talk about it. Of course, we're going to get some slapstick comedy from her. She's giving us everything. And the fact that one bitch is like, that's Ursula. And then Dawn's like, that's Molly of Mike and Molly. Come on. That twink doesn't like musical theater. There's no way in hell that she knows what Mike and Molly is. I didn't even watch that show. <laughs> Mike and Molly. Yeah. That they was the fed her that line. I I'm sure. Not bridesmaids. No. Mike and Molly. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So the joke is that it's an A-list movie star is Adam's assistant. Um, but like, if you need um, a as a contestant, like all the time to rehearse a musical, did they really need this distraction? I'm glad they got it. Okay. Well, throughout the session. Cat. Melissa will parrot instructions, take photos, and toss baby bell cheese to the girls. I would have kept the cheese and asked her to sign it. Oh, absolutely. I love baby bell cheese. And if not, you can always use the wax wrapper on the end of a pencil to stone your garments. There it is. Now, Melissa will break out of the character she's playing and take a moment to tell the girls that she adores them and shares that drag is why she has a career. It gave her the opportunity when she started in drag with a big red wig called Miss Y. So she's there thanking them, encourage them to keep on fighting. What did you think of this moment? Do we need more moments like this from A-list celebrities off the show? Oh, absolutely. It was so touching and you could tell how much she really cared. Yeah. And she, she's been very vocal about supporting drag and local drag. Mm -hmm. Always, especially when it was under attack. Now, obviously, but, uh, I think this was probably also around um, after the promos had come out for The Little Mermaid. And we had a lot of uh, victorial about um, the paint and, and such. And, of course, the drag queens came for her because those brows. Um, I almost feel like it was an opportunity for her to be like, it's I, I, I'm part of this world, too. Yeah, 
See what I did there? You know, because uh, uh, yeah. this is why I'm a writer. I, I'm good at this. Killing it. All right, with Melissa gone, it's back to Corio. Plasma knows Adam is looking for polish, precision, and professionalism. All things that start with a P, just like her. Oh, branding. Adam tells her so much is riding on it, and Plasma is giving hunchback realness. As Plain Jane says, that Plasma is 24 years old with the scoliosis of a 65-year-old. I can't. So mean. So mean. Now it's Mother Superior and the Bad Habits, who are the narrators of this piece. No, they're not. What are you talking about, Adam Shankman? Did you read the material? I wasn't getting that. Adam tells them that they will be rooted in 60s dancing. So the choreography is just not what Maya's expecting. It's not with the idea of going with the flow. It's 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 musical theater. Um, she's watched this program before, right? She knows what the Rusical does, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah, this ain't no kickflip and all things like that. She's not going to be flipping in that habit. Baroness and Baronets will have Gloria Swanson in sound, uh, Sunset Boulevard-style choreo. Uh, very too lazy to move, but when they move, they move big. Now, when they started the playback, and it was Break Up Bye Bye, My Frock Destroyer Heart screamed out, I truly was hoping that there would be some UK hun thrown in this rusical. UK none. Missed opportunity. It got to get you on the writing team. Leland, what you doing? It's his song anyway. He could have thrown it in there. Absolutely. That's all right. Now Q is told that the Baroness is the full woman experience and Adam is getting boy. Um, I'm wondering if maybe because Adam Shankman is like one of the old gays, maybe his word choice should be a little better next time. It was, uh, yeah, a little problematic. Doesn't uh, Q identify as non-binary? I do believe. Okay, just checking. Um, I don't know that was a conversation that was had, so I don't think anyone really knew. Just, 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 just saying, Adam Shankman. Yeah, but but you careful. You you know that kind of gay in the universe. The 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 gays of a certain age. Um, not saying he doesn't want to be respectful. It's just I don't think his mind remembers that. Yes. Here is Frankenstein up on stage, and Megami thinks she's going to be lip sync again. And that, my friend, is called the Kiss of Death line of Drag Race. Yep. Now, for the first time this season, Plain Jane is fucking up. What a joy to watch. She is not perfect. That's the vulnerability. Oh, boy. Now on to the Von Snaps. We're going to start with some oompa paws, And these bitches couldn't even go up and down in time. And I hear Megami knows how to go up and down. Well, I, do you think when picking roles, you want to know who is on your group and maybe want to like rig it so you have someone who actually, you know, does know how they're doing? Yeah. Okay. Well, Adam tells them it has to be very precise. And what we see from Megami is pure terror. Adam won't lie to her and says that she's got a lot of work to do. Morphine believes that Megami needs Plain Jane's immunity potion, but she doesn't think Plain Jane would give it to her. Would you? Give it to someone else? Yeah. Absolutely not. Now, last week on the podcast, we discussed something very interesting, and I still want to bring it up because I I think it's very much a possibility of something in the future should this twist happen again. Let's say giving last week as the option you you're playing jane and you might be the winner or number two or number three 
Mm -hmm. in the top. Can you play it offensively and say, I know Q is going to win. I'm going to give my immunity potion to Q, which means she goes away, does not get critiqued, and you have a chance of winning. I don't know that it would have worked that way. It probably wouldn't have worked last week because of Dawn might have probably would have won over her. But why it, not it actually another person from? Yeah. Yeah. If, if, yeah. If the score really doesn't matter. I'm just throwing it out there. Oh, I mean, oh, could you imagine the drama? Devious. Could you imagine? I the thought drama? I was being smart by keeping it for myself. Yeah. All right. It's the day of the show. Y'all, the girls are all going to dance in as Plasma tells us she did her Joan Crawford Witch Hazel Ice Bath. Are you a fan of those? Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> um, are you also uh, um, a, a youngster in an old soul body? Uh, I'm no longer a youngster. I'm just an old person with an older soul. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Safira's feeling great. She, she's, she is going to be an old lady because um, that's her age. The girls will remind her that she doesn't have immunity anymore, but she doesn't think she will need it. She's feeling like the superior mother superior love a play on words she's very good at confessionals excellent plain jane will ask q if she was drawn to her role because it was a man's voice and q will remind plain jane she has the squarest head and the most facial hair in the room see that's how you do light shade she really knows how to sweet talk but q is ready to redeem herself from the girl group challenge so let's learn a bit about plain jane to humanize her she was a ballroom dancer for nine years of her life and there was video to prove it she competed in competitions across the world she quit when someone in high school told her was gay she didn't want to raise any eyebrows and notes that it's one of the biggest regrets in her life have you ever quit something that was near and dear to you because of someone's opinion i never quit but when i was young my sister was a competitive cheerleader uh-huh. And I wanted so badly to be on that team, but I knew what people would say. So it kept me from ever trying. And maybe okay. I could be a dancing sensation today if I hadn't been so afraid. It's so, true. So um, I can't relate. Were you surprised to learn this little backstory from Plain Jane? No, because all mean people have been hurt in the past. <laughs> That's fair. You know? uh, it's kind of crazy that she has ballroom dance background, but she doesn't show that that much, at least on the show so far. I think well, she still has the poise and the mm-hmm. and the athleticism, but but yeah, it'd be cool to see more of it incorporated. Now, Megami will give us some history to her life as a musical theater gay. She shares she remembers being seventeen and seeing Hairspray on Broadway, and says that Edna was the first drag person she ever saw live. And honestly, that's my story too. Um, I even stage doored that show, and Harvey Firestein came out and said all of this for an overweight homosexual. And that was the first time that I knowingly came into contact with a gay person. My parents were there and you know what? They didn't have a problem. They didn't care. And that's how parents should be. Absolutely. This is what, 2003? I was um, 16? Yeah. But Megami says that Hairspray is literally her favorite musical of all time. And the panic and fear that I've had as I was terrified, she was going to mention a musical theater week performance from Iconic when she did Hairspray with her mom. I was freaking out that something was about to pop up because, oh no, what could come out next? 
I literally was sitting on the couch with my mom and I was like, oh, no, 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 don't mention it. I have a feeling she probably mentioned it. It just didn't get put in the edit. Probably. And it probably would have been my photo, too. Probably. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. You would have really made it. No, I would have been in fear because I'm sure there would have been messages coming my way. Um she tells us she's rehearsed her ass off, so Adam will cast her in Hairspray 2, Electric Boogaloo. I'm over the Electric Boogaloo joke. We're done with it. It's not funny anymore. Let's go back to Shading Plain Jane. That's fun. She is called out for her eye makeup and the technique she does of putting her face on. Safira questions what the clown bitch does when she puts her makeup on, and when she finishes, she thinks, what is this clown bitch doing? <laughs> what do you think of her makeup technique as a makeup artist yourself i cannot figure out what is going on with her process it's mind-blowing because she because, looks yeah, stunning when it's finished she does the eye but there's uh -huh. nothing else on the face yet well I, I also do my eyes first so that you can really pack on the color without the fallout okay but the way she just gets that block of i don't know if it's a cream or whatnot on it's it's a different approach but it works for what do you make of all of this newfound sisterly love plain jane is getting are we not seeing something or are, is the edit actually trying to give us an arc i imagine like the little mean things she say are the most interesting but i, I bet there's a real person under there we learned last week that she has an issue with people she does not feel as up to par. Clearly that was Amanda. She's no longer there. Mm -hmm. Is she feeling a sense of, okay, now I can be myself? Because we weeded out the others? Maybe. All right, let's head to the main stage where Rue comes out in a terrible design challenge look. She did that. She put that on her body and said, this is fashion. I think I was one of the three people in the world that ate it up. Our panel is Michelle Visage, Ross Matthews, and Adam Shankman once again. Does he just add, he's like, if I'm going to choreograph, I'm sitting on the panel two seasons in a row. Yeah. Let's discuss our rusical. Um, I'm just going to tell the kids right now, the total runtime of this rusical was about 12 minutes. That's a lot to learn in a 24-hour period. So they, they've all said in interviews, the real timeline of it share that there may have been some like nine hour rehearsals over the weekends that's fair yeah listen listen after hearing the tea that i found out about drag race belgique and the girl group challenge um if you want a good product you got to give them time absolutely to begin our voiceover artist fucking probably cost the same amount to do the whole fucking rusical I cannot believe they actually got Melissa McCarthy to do the narration. So cool. Is it possible that she was there doing the narration and that's why she said hello? It's got to be. Yeah, I think so. R remember when uh, Bianca did that kind of uh, little pop in? I don't yes. remember what season it was, but yeah. Mm -hmm. The story opens at the Abbey, and that's also a gay bar in WeHo, but we're in the Swish Alps for this story. The story is about three girl groups trying to win a Eurovision-style show called the Salzburg Ruzik Music Singing Competition Festival, and you will be hearing from Alaska's lawyers. Do you think she was pissed? Do you think she knew that they were lifting her 
competition name? Oh, who knows? Mother Superior and the Bad Habits start us off, and so far, so good. But on a watch back, you can see the mess that Maya was about to become. Then we have performing from the Salzburg Hamburger Marys, the family Von Snaps. And yes, Megami was already off in the choreo. Was... And from Club Anal Vice, yes, they did that. The reigning champions for the past 35 years, Baroness Braun and the Baronets. Why it had to be 35 years? That's old. That's a long time. That is a long time. Because no one had makeup of 35 years. They all looked quite young. Yeah. They did look good. Now, I just would like to make mention of the character that Q was playing. The voice is very reminiscent of a character Madeline Kahn played in Blazing Saddles, Mm -hmm. a European woman with a speech impediment. It is so wrong, but so campy. It was very out of place. Yeah. Um, Are you familiar with Blazing Saddles? I've seen it once. Um, Fun fact. We're just going to talk about Iconic. That's the performance that uh, Acacia Forgot did for the uh, theater week. That was amazing. I remember yeah, that. I'm so tired. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. She's coming to Portland on tour. I'm very Oh excited. my God. We love her. Tell yes, her hello. Is I she will. coming alone or is she coming with the, the, the boyfriend? I don't know. I'll have to find out more. All right. Now we have the entrance of Mariah. And y'all, this is the epitome of a show-stopping entrance applause moment. Plasma evoked star quality. She really was weaponizing that BFA. I would love to run down her resume from college to know what kind of role she played. Like, do you think she was the lead in college or do you think she was the token homosexual? She was probably playing children like me. Yeah, that checks out. She's she's very youthful, very pretty, very youthful. Very youthful. This bitch has been dreaming of this moment for her entire life. You know Plasma was salivating in her hotel room every night for opening night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you t- tame Mariah was our how do you solve a problem like Maria number, the equivalent. But really, uh, th- this number was how do you solve a problem like Maya Iman LePage's costume? Oh, my God. That habit. Whose fault is it? Someone should have put a bobby pin in there. Oh, yes, they should. La Roche is going to be on you. We're going to talk about Safira a lot in a moment, but damn, that girl's timing, exceptional. Very good. She is an old school drag queen who excels at spoken word lip syncing. Mm-hmm. Mother Superior's song was a star-making moment. The acting beats were so well-placed, I don't think Safira could have played any other role. No, it was very much written for her. Safira Plasma, great duo. Agreed. It's time to meet the Von Snap family who loves Franks and pine cones. I don't know what kind of budget was on for this challenge, but the scenic elements. Bitch, this was expensive. Mm-hmm. It's more expensive than a high school musical. Production value. Here's what I want to say about the Von Snaps of it all. I know that originality and comedy is hard to come by. There was, and maybe you remember, an SNL sketch... Um, around the time that they did Sound of Music Live, where the Von Trapp family uh, had an extra member, and her name was Dunice, the brilliantly oh. weird character from Kristen Wiig. 
This was exactly what they had as the formula here with Nymphia's Diesel. Not a bad thing, but it was just something to know. And I think that Nymphia was aided in having this as a strong reference to make the pinecone moments seem campy because what do pinecones have to do with fucking anything? Not a thing. Yeah, I knew reference. I knew it was familiar, but yeah, you're yeah. Um it, it was Kristen Wiggs, Dunice, uh Kate McKinnon really played was. the Carrie Underwood as um uh Maria. Again, I don't mind it. No. But you can't give her all the credit of a Gama God great performance because we're lifting it from another material. Just just mm-hmm. saying, just saying. Also, why are we calling her Mariah Grande? So dumb. Yeah. Did you listen to the Yes And remix? I haven't yet. The remix, Not I good. turned off. Oh no, why? I really liked the, the, the first one and then the remix was, I don't know. I just can't get into Mariah anymore. That's fair. All right. So Don S. Strudel was so naughty. Megami as Schnitzel lacked any character and Nymphia as Diesel was fucking dumb. Yeah. If you were in Megami's place... How would you tackle that character? Hmm. You've got to find it's her thing. Mm-hmm. Because the other two had definitive qualities. Is Was the thing being ugly? Because it, uh, the lyrics were like, the, her schnitzel's too hairy. Like, is it, was that what they were trying to go for? Like, what was her thing? I, I couldn't tell you. She could have leaned into her her bear culture. Right, right. Butched it up, for lack of right. a better term. All right, but we're going to have... Yeah, go ahead. There was just nothing unique or identifying right. about so it. So I'm going to give her a little credit. Maybe, maybe it was the writing. Maybe there wasn't enough of an identifying characteristic for this role. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, I mean, we, we saw what Dawn did. She's sexy and naughty, but she made herself look ugly with the teeth thing. Totally. All right, we have our My Favorite Things parody in a pop setting. And you know what? Leela knocked that song out of the park. It was sickening. I'm going to give you the lyrics that should be um, given a Nobel Prize for literature. Girl, like girl, I'll have some tea. Tea, like we're when we're throwing shade. Shade, my favorite shady tree. Not what I was thinking, but let's start again with girl, girl, girl. Masterpiece. Truly. I just would love to just sit in a room with Leland and just watch him work because yes, he is a brilliant songwriter, great producer, obviously um, probably fucked Troy Sivan many times as they were collaborating. Um, But I just want to know, knowing he has to write drag music, how that brain works, because there is only how many times you can say snatch a crown in a, in a song um, wow. And he has figured out how to not use that line. It's brilliant. He's so good. He's so good. Yep. I'm going to say it. The song was the best in the whole production, and I can't wait to see people try to perform it at drag shows. I, oh, I put it in a mix already. I'm here for it. All right, the Baronets arrive, and this is our breakup bye-bye moment. And how dare they not use the choreo? I know. It's not like it's just weird choreo you don't remember. It is iconic, memorable choreo. And it belongs to the show. Yeah. Yeah. I do think the gimmick of adding things to name the festival was very dragon side joke. You know how um, Albatross, Bar and Grill, Casino, 
So we're going to get the Salzburg Ruzik Music Singing Competition Festival Tournament and Hair Show. Amazing. When Mariah and the Von Snap family singers don't show up, it's very hairspray as now Baroness Braun and the Baronets think they will take the prize like Amber thought she would in hairspray. Um, do you have a dream role in hairspray? Corny Collins. Okay, okay. You don't want to be like Nina West and, and uh, Edna in it one day? I, I don't feel that for me. That's I think fair. I'm That's more fair. of a, a Belma, probably. Okay, I love that. Yeah. So... Now this is Q's time to shine. We're going to hear her get critiqued about choreo later and how well she did, but let's be honest. She was good at moving. Yeah. And to be fair, movement is technically choreo, especially in the world of theater. Oh, absolutely. The song was very much lifted from I'm Tired from Blazing Saddles. The word use was very campy um and again you had to have a white queen do that role because of the lyrics Mm -hmm. just saying the whole gimmick of the stole that was very expensive costume wasn't it yes and i was scared that could have gone so wrong did you see it get stuck on tsunami and she almost got taken down by the pick room i did I was very, very nervous. She recovered, though. She she did well. So did they win for the 36th time in a row? No, because Mariah is there, and they wanted it to be like the gay, colorful look a la Tracy Turnblad, but um, clearly they lost all the budget money, and they made her wear that. It was not giving. It was ugly. That yeah. fabric is what a drag queen wears for their first time designing something because it's cheap and someone had it left over. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite. No. The final song is like, you can't stop the beat meets bang, bang. But the energy coming from Megami was so low. Like it was so bad. No expression, no emotion. She was so overwhelmed. Why do they use an actual trophy? Why couldn't they do something draggy and gay? Natalia. Now, of course, the Baroness wants to let her freak out, so she's not ready to smell the pine cone, but the moral of the story is find out for yourself. Now, as someone who is a theater writer, I think we should workshop that moral because that's maybe not the thing we want to talk, say. Like, last year it's about community and, and fighting for your rights, and now we're like, find out for yourself. Go figure it out yourself. We can't help you. <laughs> not quite I as I don't awesome. know if that's how we should have done it but yeah. you know what I thought this was great I loved it I think this is better than last season I I preferred last season's okay okay that's I felt fair. like we had more stronger performances across the board last year personally. all right so if you are going to be a Tony Award nominator okay would you nominate it for best musical? Yes. For the lead in a musical, would Plasma get nominated? Most definitely. Who and how many people get nominated for Best Supporting Actress in a musical? Only Safira. Does Adam Shakeman get Best Choreography and Best Director in a musical? No. 
<gasps> okay. You know what? This was so fun. I, I really loved it. I will it probably go fun. back and listen to the music. Maybe not watch it um because there were some unfortunate moments like if i can find clips of certain songs maybe i'll do that but Uh, i really love this oh it's definitely worth listening to yeah knowing that they had extra time to do this Mm -hmm. is that what drag race needs to do all the time oh i definitely think so do you think it until they found the time and budget to make this a possibility that other challenges in the past suffered. I don't know. I feel like some people are going to put in the work no matter Mm -hmm. how much time they have. Right. And other people are going to falter no matter. Yeah. I don't know that it makes all of the difference, but it certainly helps. You know, obviously this show is very different than other kinds of programs. Like obviously for like an American Idol show, you do have rehearsal time. You do work with the music director and it's built into the show. Mm-hmm. Drag Race is a little different where everything that you're rehearsing is usually part of the production elements. If you ever got the phone call to be on the show and they're like, okay, we're going to have multiple nine hour rehearsal days. Would that help your mindset of, okay, this is more than a competition reality show as a theater person? Oh, definitely. That would alleviate a lot of the pressure for me personally. Yeah, Yeah, because this was very clean. Again, 12-minute musical. There's a lot of content. So knowing that they had a little extra time, it makes sense. And I'm I'm here for it. I personally would bomb in the on-air rehearsal. Yeah. On purpose or? No, I just am very slow to pick things up. That's fair. But if I knew there was more time, it, it would be all right. All right. Let's move on to category is I could buy myself flowers in honor of the runway. We will play blooming or wilted. Are you ready? I'm ready. Plasma look by Beck Jones, hair by double D wigs, hat by Jules de Chaver, flowers by Raven Rose. Absolutely stunning. It is true to her character. We've got Hello Dolly meets My Fair Lady through the lens of a garden. I think the color is so rich and bold. Her paint makes the most sense for the styling. I love just how rich she looks and she knows that she's bitch. I think this was just a remarkable remarkable episode for Plasma overall. Yeah, breathtaking. So expensive looking. The fabric is divine. The color palette, incredible. I mean, she definitely... um, had a budget for for this program she she definitely oh. had some help judges say they she looks gorgeous and they say it was a do re major with so many nuances that make the theater the theater she never wavered with her energy i will give her a blooming blooming audience 100 percent blooming correct all right, Severe Crystal, look by I Respect Her, hair by Trash Chic Things by Jean Bonnet, Trelle Trash, nails by Nirvana Noir. I felt bad for anyone who had to come next. Safira is giving you high drag. She's giving you carnival. She's giving you drag excellence. The color story is really strong. I love the warm tones and how she balances it with the white. It's extravagant. It's over the top campy, but it's crafted in a manner that does bring it fashion forward. This is literally a walking work of art. Oh, absolutely. The silhouette. She always serves a silhouette. And um, Plasma said in an interview that she had to remove two of the biggest petals. Because mm-hmm. she didn't fit in the door to the runway. 
Oh my God, that's wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there was even more to it than what we saw. That's so crazy. Well, the judges say they look. She looks like a masterpiece. She soared as the supportive actress and stole the show. She gave them old school drag queen lip quivers. They loved the extras she brought to the character and how she was effortless. It is a blooming for me. Blooming. Hey, guess what? Audience agrees. One hundred percent blooming. I'm so glad. Morphe loved Dion. Hair by Daniela Arce. Poor girl thought Flower Power was going to win her the hour. It's a cute look. It's very costuming. I'm going to call her out, though. In her voiceover, she says it's Flower Child Miami Girl who went back to the time of the 1970s, went to Woodstock, and is happy to be there. Okay, does she not realize hippies were the 60s and that Woodstock was in 1969? Clearly, she doesn't even know her own references. Good for the confidence, but check yourself, girl. I I really think the lining was the fatal flaw. It devalues everything about it. Absolutely. Very Spirit Halloween. It's so bad. Yeah. Gorgeous, though. Yeah. But that face and hair was really spectacular. Yeah, she didn't even put designer on it, so she really didn't love it. Uh, They love the flower power, and the stoning brings us to drag, but they hate that it's not lined. In the production, they loved her energy, but she could have brought more. They want her to have the confidence to bump it up. I will give her wilted. Oh, so wilted. Audience, 32% blooming, 68% wilted. Maya Iman LePage, look by Tony Jones, gloves, and headpiece by Jarell Robinson. I think this is certainly the best thing she's worn on Drag Race all season. It's a beautiful and regal look. It does have a bit of Hello Dolly flair to it. The use of the various fabrics play well with one another, but she could have been safe had her performance not been a complete and utter dud. I agree. Yeah. It's definitely a step above her other looks. Looks very expensive. I like the different textures. I like that it feels like a musical theater reference. Yeah. The judges say the bang is a little long, but the look is so pretty. She never failed, but she was in her head. They said they could see the work and steps and her face wasn't projecting joy. They needed her lip sync energy in the rusical. I will give this a blooming. There's something to it that's a little tired pageanty to me. So I'm going to say wilted. Okay, audience, 76% blooming, 24% wilted. And um, I, I was a little shocked by the results, but hearing you talk about it, I can, I can understand it. So I think other people's agreed. All right. Dawn, look by Pinwheel, Pinwheel, hair by Bad Wigs by Dion. This is Dawn making a look work in the realm of drag race. I love the silhouette. I love the story. I love almost everything about it. She wants to show she's dead. Then why is the dress blue? It had to be gray or white, and then it would have complemented the entire narrative. I think the makeup is exceptional. Probably one of the few moments where I think her confidence and ego got the best of her. For me, it shouldn't work, but I find it really beautiful. It is gorgeous, absolutely. Just the way the textures play with each other and the blacks and the blue and the red. I don't, I just never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. And for that, it just really speaks to me. However, I think it was her where the, the way the light hit the earrings made them seem like they totally didn't belong. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one, I think it was her. Yeah. That was just the only thing that kind of took me out, but I'll I loved it. it. Blooming. Blooming. 
Audience, 64% blooming, 36% wilted. Megami, no designers listed. I do not care what the story is. It's what the final product was. There are so many ways to use flower as the inspiration for the runway, and bridal was so basic. But to then come out in undergarments with flowers glued onto it, methinks the time she claims she's done studying Drag Race simply was, did not translate to the show. It's just not exciting or groundbreaking. No. It's just too much. I also feel like I've seen this look on her before. Yeah. Um, And I felt like this is, I, I feel bad saying this, but I feel like it's the worst her makeup's ever looked. I don't know what she was trying to do. But yeah, it, it was wilted for me. The judges think she looks pretty, but didn't get the story as presented. They say she gets one facial look with the same point of view. They want to let the drag deliver the personality. I'm going to give her a wilted as well. Audience agrees. 44% blooming, 56% wilted. Nymphia. Look by Nymphia. Going full on camp was such a smart option. It's very simple, but crafted expertly. The headpiece was so cute. The cactus, again, designed so well. This is out of the box and very much aligned with what Nymphia can do. She will do something that is going to be in her own universe. Um, I do say if Plasma and Sephira not come out there, she would have been the top of the week, but she was outbloomed. Uh, the only thing I didn't like was the yellow shoes. I could not be more obsessed with her. Yeah. The performance element of the leaves appearing really... Yeah blew it out of the water to me and there's a video of her on instagram creating that look and seeing the creation of it made it all the more impressive like she blows my mind like very few contestants have ever impressed me it's a blooming yep sure is audience 90 percent blooming 10 percent wilted q look by q not two still arm looks in one week friends onyx did it first just saying just a reminder I think this is a drastic turn for Q and proves that she does have a strong arsenal to pull from. Is there a purpose to this look? Not sure. It does feel like it could be a creature from a Disney floral parade. Um, the color story is quite strong. Her makeup is pretty good. The worst part about it is the panty. I cannot believe that panty was in full bloom. Oh my God. It took me out of it. Why? Why I did she do it. that? I don't know. The whole thing is so impressive. But that, that one detail just really... And she knows how to sew. Is there a piece missing, maybe? I argue that... I imagine that's a full bodysuit underneath. I don't think it needed the panty. Or the corset, arguably. Something, it needed something, something going on in the middle, but I don't know. They call her perfection in the challenge, and she stole the show. They say she pulled off a choreo and movement... Wait, what choreo? She walked back and forth with her rug. Any of us could have done that, says Megami. They love the look and says her real strength is subtlety. I will give her a blooming. It's wilted for me. Oh, boy. Well, maybe you are one of the only people to say it. 90% blooming, 10% wilted. Yeah. Plain well, Jane. Say, say it again. She's amazing, though. Yes, she is. Plain Jane, look by Sam Donovan, hair by Big Atlas. What, when did she change her name? I'm very confused. A while back, I think. 
but I was confused. Did I miss it? Okay, I missed it. Uh, This would probably be the first time I would say plain Jane had slipped up and gave us basic drag. I think the dress is really pretty. It's not a silhouette we've seen from her yet. The Rapunzel hair element is very cute. It's very fairy tale makeup. Once again, she's really good at it. She's good at what she does. You can't deny it, but when you've served good, you have to keep up the pace. This wasn't quite there, but it's still good. I appreciated the variety. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a beautiful garment, all though simple. The hair was really great. Big Atlas does incredible work. Uh, and I love Sam Donovan. So I don't know. I really so do I. It. He's so cute. Yep. Very, very talented as well. Yeah. Um, It's a blooming for me. Blooming. Audience 57% blooming, 42% wilted. And finally, Zunami Muse, no designers listed. I, I just don't know if I get the look. It looks pretty, but once she said it was an upside down bouquet, I was like, okay, we're really stretching here. I'm, I'm, my mind's not seeing it. The plastic pulled me out. I don't love how the dress is paneled. Something feels off. It looks pretty, but it's very safe, which really is the story of her journey on Drag Race. Yeah, she has really faded into the background. Um, to me, it like screamed like the Tuong Fu dress. Yes. Um, if the cellophane part was gone, I think I would have liked it a lot better. Yeah, it's it's just not presented in a proper way. And I feel like she has worn the same hair for every single thing. She's done the red uh, braided it, hair a lot. Uh-huh. Why? I don't know. I think it's the lack of variety that is making me forget her. That's fair. I'm going to give her a soft blooming. Wilted. Audience, 68% blooming, 32% wilted. Plain Jane will not be using her immunity potion. Dawn, Nymphia, Plain Jane, and Tsunami are safe, leaving Plasma, Saphira, Megami, Maya, Q, and Morphine as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? Sure. Yeah, I think that's kind of how it played out. Um... It was very clear. Yeah. All right. The queens are back. The winner of the week is Plasma. She wins $5,000. Q, Saphira, and Morphine are safe, leaving Megami and Maya as the bottom two. Yes. Agreed. Absolutely. Yep. Drag Race decided we're going to do something thematic because that sounds great and the gays are going to love it because the song is the Grammy Award winning Miley Cyrus Flowers. Are you a fan of the track? Oh, absolutely. So good. I was I was creating a floral costume while watching it to perform Flowers at Crystal Method show the next night. So, Oh, I love that. I love that. Very, okay, very so strange. this, Friends, if you didn't know, is not the first time this song has been used on a drag race television program. It was in fact used on drag race Germany. Uh, If you didn't know what happened, it is very chaotic. Uh, Yeah. Um, Victoria Shakespeare's goes to the judges table and it is insane. Um, This rendition. Very confusing. Sure was very confusing choices. Mm -hmm. Maya had a, take some of the clothes off or she was not going to be able to move. I understand that decision. But Megami holding on to that fucking bouquet until the end just to tear it up, I don't think it was the right move. She was so internalized and sold it in a way that didn't catch your eye when your sister on the other side of the stage is giving you life. Was it the right way to do it? No. It's a but she's at least song. doing. 
Yeah. The shoe removal obviously took them to church. Normally, not the thing to do on Drag Race, but it clearly worked for her. And then Maya's slip and slide moment. That's how you win a lip sync. You do stupid shit to make Rue laugh. Yep. There's there's been if a lot of I... people... Yeah, go ahead. A lot of people on the internet have been saying that Megami won the lip sync, but I, I just didn't see that. If I were judging a competition, I might give it to Megami. Because she presented the song as it should be presented. But when it comes to Drag Race, the goal is to make everyone watch you. Mm -hmm. Megami gave you a performance that you would see at a show, which is great. But that's not what Drag Race is about. Yeah. Maya did the job. Absolutely. Track record meant nothing here. In the end, Maya is the slayer. She is safe. Megami is out. Do you agree? Absolutely. I also think Megami just was not giving the show anything. Mm -mm. I, there have been so moments. Yeah, there, there have been moments on the show where a contestant will be eliminated randomly and like, why are they gone? It's because they're not giving anything to the show, whether it's because we're not seeing anything or or the editors and the producers and the, and the confessional producers are just not getting anything or they're not getting the storyline they want. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we know famously that might have been the, the case of uh, Miss Honey Davenport um, mm -hmm. and her experience. Like she, There was no reason for her to go home, but they were done with her. They didn't have anything else to do. They didn't start enough fights. And she wanted to be political, and at that time, they did not want that. Imagine her coming back now. that They would eat her up. Absolutely. So I, I think with Megami, she, they, they wanted something from her, but they didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And when you have so many other personalities in that room, if you're not shining, it's not going to work. Based on what I had heard at the beginning of the season where you had one person call her reputation in New York spicy, another calling her the Eeyore of the scene. I was expecting them to want that energy from Megami. I think they cast her to be a villain. I think so. And she decided that was not the narrative she wanted. And it just didn't work. Mm -hmm. Let's zoom through the highs and lows of Untucked. All right. The safe girls head to the Lush Lounge where they're feeling good. And I'm still waiting for my Lush uh, sponsorship. I love Lush. Give me some bath bombs. I love them so much. Okay. Tsunami is hosting the afters again. This is six weeks in a row. Would that be deflating to you? Yeah. The judges don't know who she is at all. No. This is the longest streak we've ever had on Drag Race. Yeah. They know that Safira's in the top, and Plain Jane is pissed that Q is in the top again. And what are her feelings on Plasma? Well, she thinks she looked rancid as the character she played. No filter on her. Um, Again, it's not her fault, but that, that wig really needed a little tease. It wasn't great. No. They do think that Maya and Megami are in the bottom, and Nymphia doesn't think that Maya gave musical theater. Meanwhile, Plain Jane is bored with Maya. I'm kind of the same with her. 
I'll, I'll, I'll agree with her. Do you think she's getting lost? Should she have had a personality to actually be on television? I would have thought so. My favorite moment of hers is when she described herself as both outgoing and shy in the same breath. Right. Yeah, we 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 lampoon that on when we talked about it. But like, what do you think was in her audition tape, or was her audition tape just clips from brunch? I think they found her on TikTok. Probably, she's a so crazy. There. She yeah. really is. All right, we're gonna drag tsunami as the safe girls try to understand her concept. It's neither flowers nor floral. Discuss. Tsunami is going to say it's an upside down bouquet and Nymphia thought she was grass so she's just going to go over and complete her by putting her flower head next to her and I was like oh look there's a look <laughs> Dawn floats the idea that if the girls got different roles would the results be different I don't know it wouldn't have made sense if they were in different roles I don't think I, I kind of agree with you I think the biggest one here is like Morphine wanting the lead and Megami wanting the Baroness. I think they would have been, been a different show, and I think they still would have been in the bottom. Morphine would have landed in the bottom if she had yeah. done Mariah. Yeah, There's no way she would have had the musical theater nuances ever. Plain Jane will give Safira her flowers and say that no one would have done Mother Superior as good as Safira. Correct. They will say they love working with Adam, but the Melissa McCarthy of it all, what a moment. Um, yeah, Dawn's mom's gonna be so happy about that. Molly. Molly for Mike and Molly. <laughs> all right, the tops and bottoms are back, and there's they're somber because feet. Um, what is the longest time you can stand in heels before saying I tap out? I'm I'm sitting. Honestly, I can't feel my feet anymore. Okay. They've just gone entirely numb. Yeah. Um, does your husband give you uh, foot massages every No, he's afterwards? afraid to go down there. They're too callous. Oh, okay. oh yeah. boy. Um, all right. Well, I'm sure one of your fans would help you out there. Gross. <laughs> Plasma <laughs> is thrilled by her critiques, and the girls are proud of her. Plasma felt like she got her theater feedback that reminded her that this is what she should be doing for the rest of her mortal days. She felt seen and seen. Um... You've been in theater classes before. Oh, yes. What is it like when the teachers just don't see you? Oh, I've always made myself seen. Were you the one in class that always got the good feedback? And, oh, you do this scene with this person. You're so good. That was me. Yeah. That was you, that was you of course. Yeah. Now, how about in an audition room? What Did you always get positive feedback? Or did you ever have an experience where it was like so draining because of how bad they gave you feedback it was always positive feedback god damn it to be pretty and a twink and doing musical theater your life was perfect well when you when you sleep with all the casting directors yep. it makes it really easy there it is all right. i'm just josh and well q will share that nobody did bad that's not what i had heard that that was kind of her to say yeah. Uh, Morphine is in the bottom, but not the worst. Megami is convinced it will be her in Maya lip syncing. But now to Q. They told her she sold it and loved her Amanda Lepore face. They gagged him on the runway. But Megami has some words about the choreo. Bitch, what choreo? So let's open that can of worms. Dawn is like, you didn't do anything. And Q is like, don't say I didn't do anything. 
before we continue, is Dawn the secret shitster of the cast? I feel like she's been more vocal and has gotten herself involved in little battles by dropping the grenade and then watching it explode from the sidelines. Oh, absolutely. I feel like, don't take this the wrong way, that's what you would do. Oh, for sure. Because you can do it with a smile and everything's fine. Absolutely. It's so interesting with watching Dawn. I kind of love it, though. She she reminds me of Puck from Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah. If playing Jane wasn't there, do you think Dawn would be the villain? There's something so likable about her that it's hard to categorize her as yeah, that's villain. Fair. All right. Well, Q says she sold it and says that's where it went wrong for Megami. Yeah. 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 Megami says that if she was not focused on intense choreo and rather on a character, she thinks she could have done the character better. Um, I, I don't I, I I don't agree. She put herself in a bad place as soon as she started. But even the comment from Michelle about her having the same expression. Mm-hmm. I don't I think Michelle said what I wish I would have said in the past. Yes. I I would argue that her makeup does her face a disservice. Well, because she her makeup has always got that little angry feel to it, which is which is what she presents. And because there's not as much focus on the eye shape, she can't right. be as expressive with them. Do you think she would ever want to change the face? I think it's too late in her career for that. I That's think fair. she recognized for that. Now, playing Jane will remind the room that Megami was making remarks about her group in Tsunami. Apparently, none too pleased. Uh, we learned that she called them the filler girls. Tsunami says it felt she was wishing she was in the bottom, and Megami says she was joking, and it was more about her being annoyed at how much she has to compensate for what she's lacking. Morphe will tell her that when she reads and reads and reads, it gets annoying, and Tsunami follows it up with focus all your energy on you and not putting other bitches down. Bet she's heard that before. Huh. Tough love. Yeah. Yeah. All right, because it's routine, Adam Shakeman, who they've already had intimate time with already, will come backstage because he just, he wants to be a, 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 a permanent judge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He tells them that they all destroy the challenge and tells them that he and Melissa talked about them after as she called them really special people. How many of them does Melissa McCarthy follow? I would guess zero. Probably. I think so too. Adam was rooting for them. He wants them all to succeed and take what they learn in this challenge and apply it to the next one. What takeaway from the Rusical would you bring to the next challenge, which we obviously know is Snatch Game? Oh, that you just have to fight to have your moment. Yeah, absolutely. Plasma wants to tell Adam that there is a culture of unkindness and ungenerosity, her word, in the industry of theater. And that Adam was the exact opposite of negative energy. Would you agree with her assessment of the theater industry? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think that was the biggest reason for my transition to drag. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it's, it, at the time I left was very toxic. I can't imagine it's gotten much better. Right. Do you think that will affect her moving forward in her career? Oh, probably. 
It'll be very interesting to see. Yeah. Adam will leave like the homo that he is, and Megami will now take the moment to clear the air with Tsunami and apologize. She gets emotional as she adores her NYC sissy. She doesn't want to leave with any bad blood. The competition got the best of them. Do you make that comment to her knowing that you're about to go home, or do you think she thought she was staying? I think she knew. Yeah. We will watch the lip sync one last time before Megami is done. She thinks she won the lip sync as she put her heart and soul in the song as she thinks Maya was messy. I mean, if that's what the internet's telling her, I guess she's going to live that fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. Are you surprised that Megami is not happy with the results of a final lip sync she did? No, I've always known her to be disappointed with everything. Yeah, me too. It's almost like she will take it out on the people who didn't let her win. Oh, no. But when she's back in the workroom, please peep that the Drag Race television show allowed a Dragula sticker on Megami's luggage. They let me go on air. The gag. My husband paused the TV. They would never allow something like that on Dragula, even though they're stealing from Drag Race at this point in time. Mm -hmm. I thought it was super cool. I thought it was so funny. Um, We're going to end it with one line, and I'm going to say it. Protect my feelings. (laughs) All right, I got some ready questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? All right, let's go. What is Megami's legacy? Cosplay. Her legacy is going to be mocked for the meme that she created when she thought she was being profound. Um, I, I do hope that she's Protect on the joke. Art. Protect Queer Art is going to be the meme. It is definitely going to be part of the Block Talk end of the year um, Drag Race Awards. Um, I'm going to I'm a, I'm a real person. I'm going to put it on there as much as I don't want to. I'm going to put it on there because it made a moment. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I we, we know how much she's wanted to be on this show. Always. Yeah. I don't know what went wrong. I'm I'm not sure if that she didn't do the proper homework or if she thought she was someone who cracked the code because it just didn't work. I think it comes down to like in the world of musical theater, the person that wants it the most in the audition never gets it because there's something just very off-putting about the wanting of it. And I do wonder if she tried to, edit herself to be a person that they did not want her to be i think maybe who was the winner of the week who had the best episode oh plasma yeah uh it was musical theater in general but plasma was brilliant so happy for her yeah okay it's time to do snatch game who do you think will do well? And how the fuck did Q find out my suggestion of Amelia Earhart that I've given to multiple people that now they can't fucking use anymore? Who oh, the fuck good. thought of that? Because that's been my idea for two and a half years. You have always said that. If she I don't does know well, who's gonna... if she does well, this means two times last year and another time this year, gay Jesus and Shirley Temple have been winning formulas. So people, if you want good advice, come to me. You, you're you full of it. Who's going to do well? Oh, uh, I imagine Safira will excel. Mm-hmm. It looks like she was doing James Brown. Okay. 
I don't know. I'll be curious to see. All I know is what I saw in the next time on and knowing how Rue feels about playing Jane and seeing that she's clearly doing some Russian character. Duh. If playing Jane wins, I will not be surprised. Duh. I should have thought of that. Yes, she will definitely excel at that. Just that accent alone was stupid and we all know what Rue loves. Yep, stupid. Is there anyone you're worried for? I hope that Nymphia can reel it in. <laughs> doing Jane Goodall. Yes, she seemed a little unhinged in that little tease that we got. How she many looked... bananas are we going to get? You know there's going to be a banana reference. Uh, there's got to be. Um, I'm a little worried for Maya because we've seen anything acting-wise. She's bombed. You got um, it. Knowing who's left. I, I I mean, between Morphine and Tsunami, like, they could be in the bottom too. Oh my gosh, yeah. I think it's going to be a fight for the bottom. Yeah, Um, but... The secret always is, she's a good character. Yep. We shall see. After seven episodes, the winner of the season is... Nymphia. Whoa, okay. I'm going to still go with Saphira. Um, I think they're both viable options, though. Absolutely. Two incredibly talented As I've said on the podcast before, Nymphia would come back for an all-star season. I think this is their one shot at Saphira Crystal. But we'll see. We'll All find right. out soon. Absolutely. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Uh, I'm all over the internet at Nicoleonoscopy. That's N-I-C-O-L-E-O-N-O-S-C-O-P-I. Um, I'm just performing all over the place. Brunches, bingos, live music shows. Uh, yeah, so please follow me everywhere. Love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad you were my guest for this episode. This just felt right. Thanks for having me. <laughs>